Hello. Hello, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How's it going? Ah, it's fine. How are you? Mm, you okay? Yeah, great. What's up? Oh, nothing. You want to button it up? Yeah, let's <laughs> you sound you, you sound muted. I do. I don't know. Nothing's changed. Hmm. No, I mean you sound. You know, like I can make the volume louder or something. There's a reason God gave us two shoulders, Dan. Yeah, one yeah. to stand you tell on. Me, you can tell me anything. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do the show? Yeah, let's do it. Boy, crazy day. Well, wow. What's going on? What's happening besides the hurricane stuff, which is Oh terrible. my God. One of the uh, one of the MPs literally walked from Tory to Labor. He walked across the line. Boris Johnson has lost his majority with that, and people are tearing him a new one on the floor mm. as we speak, and he just lost his majority. So we'll see what happens. It's big news. Brexit's crazy, man. It's crazy. Do you follow the Brexit? Not at all. No, no. Oh, it's kind I know, of a big I know deal. what it is, but I'm not, yeah. you know, it doesn't, doesn't. Ab- well, I'll, I'll just catch you up. Not going great. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. October is going to be very interesting. Okay. So uh, on to domestic matters. Pew, pew, pew. Um, you know what I got here is I got, uh, I got a lot of uh, odds and I got sods. All we right. should talk about the hurricane. We could, we could. How is it uh, for your... What do you want to do, Dan? You sound, you sound muted. What do you want to do? Are you oh, filling yeah. out a form? What are you doing? No, I'm right here. I'm just doing okay, my Okay, you sound far thing. away. You sound like you're not enthused on this, the optimistic day, to talk to your pal Merlin and help people with their pound sign productivity. I'm always enthusiastic. Are you, enthusiastic. Are you, pumped? Are you yeah. pumped? Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry, blip that. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave <laughs> that. I'll leave that. No, 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 no. <laughs> You want to start the show? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Yeah, you and I were talking, uh, I guess, late last week or so. I don't even yeah. remember when, but we both got kin in, yes, uh, back yes. in Florida. And, you know, it's that time of year for hurricanes. And uh, boy, this is a crazy one. Well, this one has pretty much destroyed the Bahamas, uh, which is, you know, really... Um, 60,000 I mean, people with no fresh water right now. The thing parked itself over, I think, Freeport. And that's the, it's funny because I've, the only part of the Bahamas I've ever been to was Freeport. And apparently, like, it's. Was that, was it's, that, was that video of the airport? Was that where yes, that's from? Yes. Oh and my I mean, God, that was insane. Devastated. It's completely, it's why, it's like totally gone. There is no, there is no more it's Bahamas water right now. now. It's yeah. just water now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, uh, some, uh, somebody on political Twitter had posted or reposted that video and then somebody else had for context had uh, shown a photograph. It's like a, you know, what we would think of, I think like as a regional airport. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they dropped in a photo. It looks like they've got like what, eight, 10 feet of water. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, it's like, you can't even understand what's going on. If you haven't, it doesn't, been it doesn't through... look like a place. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Horrible. It doesn't. Yeah. If you have not been through a hurricane or something like that, it's really hard to describe to people. It's one thing to kind of see a video or read or hear what people say about it, but it's another to, to really be there. And I've only been through like a category one, kind of weak category one tropical storm type situation where mm-hmm. I remember I went outside and I... Uh, I had, you know, like a rain jacket on and just the wind. And we're talking really just about a tropical storm. It really can push you around. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it, 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 it's hard. And I mean, like when the rain hits you, it is, it hurts. And that was just a tropical storm and a tropical yeah. storm. You're talking about 
winds that are like max like 70 miles an hour. I think 70, 70 something's a hurricane. I think I, I, well, we can just look it up probably, but yeah, I mean, we get, we get, it's real windy here sometimes. And we, we very frequently, I talked to my mom yesterday, I was scoffing a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh, according to the hurricanes.gov, you're going to get 30 or 40. Like we get gusts of 30 to 40, like fairly often. And right. it, it does like the windows shake and stuff like that in an old house. But uh, no, it will, the gusts of that will knock you down if you're not ready for it. Even, even that amount. Yeah, and this was in some cases. What did it get up to while it was? Well, I mean, a category it? five. We're talking about the Saffir Simpson scale. I'll put that in the show notes because okay. people who have been listening for a while know that I'm a, a storm nerd. But um, like a, a category five hurricane, which uh, Dorian was, that can be upwards of 160 miles an hour. But they were reporting 200 mile, 180 yeah, right. to, to 200 mile per hour wind gusts. And when they talk about the gusts, I mean, there's also, you're, we're talking about sustained winds of like upwards of 160 miles an hour. That's not gusting. That's just where it's like sustained, mm-hmm. just blowing yeah. it. I mean, it's when you see When you see that footage of palm trees that are, uh, and it seems like it's always palm trees, palm trees <laughs> well. that are uh, like at an angle. And they cannot right themselves. Right. Because that's, that's a sustained wind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when it's just, and then the, you see, you might see a little gust and go, wow, that's, that, that seems pretty windy, but you're not appreciating like what's happening all the time. Plus, you know, this is, it's uh, hurricanes suck because it's all of the things. It's the, it's the wind, it's the, the wind you, you know, and kind of damage you'd get from say a tornado mostly. It's got the water, it's got the, you know, the rain, it's got the flooding. It's, it's the worst. And as far as the prediction tech and the prediction technologies have come so far, but it's still, you know, for somebody like my mom or your mom, oh yeah it's still, especially your mom in this case, my mom's on the West coast. So even if it went over there. You know, I mean, it's still it disrupt, that, but it, it wouldn't, yeah, have, it wouldn't been, have been in that dangerous, like Northeast corner. That's yeah. the, our problems are the ones that come in from the Gulf because and I mean that, and that happens later in the season and the, what, the water gets very warm in the Gulf mm-hmm. and that can generate some very, very strong hurricanes in that area too. I mean, that's none, none of this is a joke. And the, you know, the crazy thing about it is having lived in Florida so long and having gone through the you know, the, the, the uncertainty and that's the scariest Mm -hmm. part. I was talking to my mom this morning uh, as I was driving in and she was, she was like, you know, we've spent like almost a whole week just sitting here, like what's going to happen. And I, I remember looking at the track early on and looking at the, there was a pressure system, a high pressure system that was kind of slowly moving down across the, the country down toward Florida. And there was a question of, well, if it gets there, ahead of the hurricane, then the hurricane won't even make landfall in, 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 in Florida and maybe not the U S at all. But if it doesn't move down in time, then everything that you're seeing happening in the Bahamas, that's what would be happening in Florida. And I mean, you're right. only talking about, you could you're measure about, you're talking about millions, a, millions of people. Yes. It's not, and, it's not sustainable for everybody in the cone to right. just pull up stakes and leave for a day or two. I mean, setting right. aside economic reasons, it's just not physically feasible for anybody who could be affected at a given time. Because a day later, you find out it is completely different. One of the, uh, Somebody in Miami uh, a couple of days ago said, you know, you can tell this technology has come so far because there's a, currently a hurricane 200 miles east of where I live, and there's absolutely no need for a... Um, 
for an evacuation because right. we know we know it's not going. It, it, there's it was very unlikely to hit Miami just because of what we know. Right. But that now look at the cone. Now I mean, yeah. obviously now in, in this case it's making a big uh, erection up the East Coast. <laughs> uh, but you know, you, you still you never know. And and then you get but like so I talked to my mom yesterday, and of course we were talking about this. And um, did you see? I don't know if you saw this one map. This was actually a little funny. But, you know, the further along it goes, for obvious reasons, uh, you see all the different projections, right? You got the, the American, you got the European, and all the possible ones it could be. And you start to see tighter and tighter grouping of what's likely to happen. Yeah. Did you see the one that you did with the pink line that went to the Bay Area? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So <laughs> there's tighter and tighter grouping to where it's almost like <laughs> each line of prediction is at this point almost like forming a cable of the turn up the East coast. Right. Oh, man. But this one rogue prediction, the, some model came up with this pink line where it flies. It basically bisects the state comes straight across, goes over your mom's house, goes over my mom's house. Oh my God. Makes a, makes a loop goes South in the Gulf, comes back around, goes all the way back across Florida are you following this? And then oh goes up the East Coast. And my, my mom, so yeah, what was the quote I put on Twitter yesterday as, as an Ohioan? She says, tornadoes are one thing, but I just don't trust a hurricane. <laughs> and she, she kept saying, I, you know, I'm going to wait until that turn because I just don't trust this thing. I said, well, you're, you're right not to trust it, mom, because you never know. It might make a loop over, uh, over the Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's right. Just swing. It'll just swing out there and come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll go to like Clearwater Beach, you know, get a little tan, <laughs> turn around, come back. No, but it's it really is terrifying, and and it's funny because uh, we we did end up talking a uh, oh, just you know yeah always end up talking about old times and talking about uh, 1974 and this uh, super predator tornado series of tornadoes that we had in southern Ohio that basically destroyed this town called Xenia. Uh, Ohio and kind of leveled this Cincinnati neighborhood called Sailor Park. It was, you know, and there's, you know, it's, it's uh, recent enough that there is video footage of it. And it's just harrowing to look at. The thing with the tornado is, you know, the classic with the tornado is the tornadoes are, are, are mean and seemingly selective. Right. Really? You know, like they'll say, you know, um, what's that phrase, you know, screw that particular tree. Like th this, uh, this, <laughs> the tornado will just be like, no, I'm just going to get this one house and bounce. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm just going to get this one side of the street and take off. This other side looks like a home and gardens or sunset magazine layout. And this other side is leveled, you know? So you get that with, now you go with the, with the hurricane, uh, you know, it uh, is an equal opportunity bastard. So. <laughs> that's right but so, I'm re I mean of course we're, I'm relieved that it's not going to make like a direct hit because the original tracks had it going like literally over my yeah, mom's on house anybody, on anybody <laughs> I no, know no, you talk to somebody who lives in Florida and it's a real different POV oh so yeah like, I'm like oh my gosh there's poor people in the Bahamas she said, she said yeah well I don't know it could still hit here I said yeah but like oh man I hope it doesn't hit anybody and she's like yeah well I don't trust it I hope it doesn't hit here <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, all right. I yeah. understand your self-preservation instinct. Also, increasingly uh, very difficult to talk about climate change with, with my older relatives, but, you know, it's nice to catch up on old times. Yeah, really. Um, I got a lot of odds and sods. Well, uh, you want to maybe tell me about something you like? Oh, yeah. I can tell you about, uh, we have a new sponsor that I really like this one. Uh, it's The name of the sponsor is Circle, and it's Circle. spelled C-I-R-K-U-L. 
L. And let me tell you Circul. about this one. Cir- Circul. Circul. <laughs> Um, so here, here circle is here to help people like me who you'll, you'll get a glass of water and you'll put it on your desk and you'll feel thirsty and you'll look over it and you'll say, I know I should drink that, but I don't like it. And that's how I've always been. I don't like drinking water and it'll sit there and I'll, I'll look at it and I'll say, "Eh." I'd rather just kind of feel thirsty. I'd rather just be Mm -hmm. thirsty. And, and that's the thing is like. I'm not a big fan of drinking water. I drink it when I work out and I tr- make force myself to drink it the rest of the time. And circle has come up with this thing to help people, not just like me, but everybody drink more water. And th- this is the thing. I miss the flavor of the other things, the, 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 whether it's, you know, tea or, a, you know, some other drink. I, I want flavor, Merlin. Mm-hmm. I want flavor. And so that's what Circle does. This is a very, very cool system. It's super convenient. It is a water bottle and flavored cartridge system. Okay. So this is the way that it works. They have different bottles. They have thermos ones. They have like regular plastic ones and they have a special top on them. And the way this works, I hope I'm just, I want people to, to try this because it's very cool. But there's a little, like, it's like a cartridge that screws onto the top of it. And inside the cartridge is where this magic flavor is. And you can dial how much of the flavor you want between uh, none, which is just, you're just drinking water at that point, all the way up to 10, which is in, in a lot of flavor, maybe too much. For me, I'm usually in the, like, depending on the flavor, like the six or seven range when I brought one of these to my son, he immediately turned it up to 10 and was like, no, I'm keeping it there. But basically, you control how much flavor there is. That's very different from other things that you're like adding. You're not adding stuff to your water. You're just putting water and if you want ice in, in there, and that's it. You're not mixing in powders. You're not squirting in juice. You're not doing anything like that. There's no mess. It's all inside the cartridge. And as you drink, it's pulling the water through that cartridge and and flavoring it on the fly, which I like a lot. And so the flavors that I have tried, they have more than 30. They're all natural. That's the best part of it. And they have fruit blends. They have iced coffee. They've got tons and tons of different flavors. But I wanted to try, they, they sent me a few of them to try. The first one they sent me is watermelon. I'm not like a, I like watermelon, the, the fruit, But I'm always like, I don't like a watermelon popsicle. I don't like the other things, but this was really good. And then they had another one that they sent, which is watermelon that also had uh, like, I think it was like, was it, was it raspberry or cherry in it that also has caffeine in it. So you could use that like in the morning, get a little bit of caffeine. And then they also sent me, they have like a line of what they just call pure ones that are not sweetened at all. Because they've got different kinds of sweeteners in there that you, that they that you can choose from. I I'm trying now. This one doesn't. There's this one that's cucumber, so it tastes like that cucumber water you get at like a spa. Mm, really good cucumber water. And then there's another one that's apple. My kids love the apple one. And there's no, it's nothing sweetening about it. Not even that. It, do you say stevia or stevia? I don't know. But they have that. They've got unsweetened, and they've got other other kinds of sweeteners in it. But it's so. Good and you it's can me, hear stevia, yeah. And you can <laughs> get like six full bottles of water or more, depending on where you put that dial. 
out of out of one cartridge. So you're not going to a store and buying stuff constantly. You're not having to carry stuff in your house or anything like that. It's all right there. And they're they're uh they're the they're sugar free. There's zero calories. They're all natural flavoring. There's no artificial colors, which is good because we don't drink any like soda or we try to not have sugar and all that stuff. So this is great. I They're doing a really good deal. You can get your own bottle plus two flavor cartridges for just five bucks by going to drinkcircle.com. That's spelled drink, D-R-I-N-K, circle, C-I-R-K-U-L, drinkcircle.com slash back to work. You will get the bottle Two flavor cartridges for just five bucks. The code to use is back to work and, uh, and go check it out. I really do like this one. I'm having fun with it. You will too. Drinkcircle.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to them for making this show possible. Thanks, Circle. Buck, buck. Got it right. Got it right here. I'm going to hear that. I don't oh, know if right you there. Can, oh, right. oh. Mm-hmm. 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 You're telling ah, me that, that's cucumber. flavored on the fly. Flavored on the fly. If it's fresh flavored flavor. on the fly, that's the thing. I'm not fresh add, I'm flavored. Not, I'm not adding something to to the water. The water in here it stays pure. If I want a straight Ooh. water, I can dial it down to zero. Now I'm just drinking water. Oh, we want some flavor. Turn it up. I don't care. You, you can do, just do, do that. what you want to do. You can do what you want to do. It's got a way it's of changing the amount of flavor. The water passes through the flavor. The flavor goes. Dan. Dan controls the dial. Don't let your flavor turn your dial. <laughs> Turn up your flavor with Sir Cool. Circle. Sir Cool. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. I'm drinking water. I actively did not like drinking water as a child. I think at least in part because it was a different time. And I drank a lot of Coca-Cola. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. If somebody brought me, if it was, I mean, I, I still prefer extremely cold beverages when I'm having a beverage. I don't know. Maybe it's on my Florida background. But uh, no, I actively did not like water. Now, if we went out to a restaurant, you give me a glass of water, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to do a science experiment. I'm going to mix up <laughs> mini condiments in the water. Uh, You're sitting at Bill Knapp's, you know, waiting for your biscuits, and, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be sitting there make, making some science in a glass. Blah, blah, yes, blah. yes. Um, <clears throat> See, when I, I the, was young, when I, well, let, me, let me interject a short no, please, story. Please, please interject. I, all I have is odds and odds. Well, when I was a boy, uh, probably seven kind of an age, maybe a little younger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, back, back in those days, one of the buzzwords that we had in the seventies was hyperactive and hyperactivity. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and, and that just means I had energy and, you know, ran around a lot. Making Today we just noise. That boy energy. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I mean, as somebody who is the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the co-parent of a gendered <laughs> female, uh, I'm just here to tell you, there's a difference. Boy yeah. energy is a different energy. <laughs> it is. They're climbing all the things. Oh, yeah. Screaming. And I, I, a tra- that's what a I child did. will hit a tree with a stick until it falls asleep. It'll just hit the tree with a stick. That's what a boy child will do. Yes, that is true. Hyperactive. You're right. Hyperactive. You say, you say, you say your kid is hyper is what you'd say. Well, my, my mom, I guess, took me, as, as you did back in those days, took me to a doctor to say, why, why? And the doctor said, you know, and this is that you have to remember the doctors back then, they were very overweight. They smoked during the exam uh, and they would, you know, oh, he's hyperactive. off and shooting up. That's right. He's hyperactive. And then what's that? Oh, you got to get, you know, got to cut all sugar, go all sugar. So they, my, my mom for years, years of my life, I was not allowed to have sugar like in mainly in drinks 
Uh, but it was just enough of a limitation that it made me even more outside of an outsider and even more outcast than I already was uh, by just being me and weird that I would go to a party. Oh, do you want some punch? Uh, no, I can't have that. Uh, I'm oh, on a no, special like you diet. couldn't have a nice Hawaiian punch. Couldn't have a Hawaiian punch. I couldn't oh, have a man. lot of, I couldn't have any candy at all. Loved Hawaiian punch. I couldn't drink anything that had too much sugar in it, like Coke or anything. And the concession they would make is like once a week, I could have a seven up. And that was mm. about all I was Plus allowed the, to have. the Uncola. The, the Uncola. But mm. I always envied my friends who had this. Now, finally, when I got a little older and they loosened the restrictions a little bit, when it came time for me to have some candy or a Coke or whatever, they tasted just so sweet to me that I couldn't, I couldn't even enjoy it. And, uh, and, and yeah. And and so I missed out on a lot of the childhood candy binging and and things that everyone else got to do. That's miserable. Yeah. It was sad. I'm going to bring it all together. Um, speaking of hurricanes, speaking of, uh, hyperactivity while you're talking, I, uh, Do you remember the Simpsons episode, wonderful episode called uh, Hurricane Nettie, and it's when the hurricane comes and it only destroys the Flanders house, and they, it gets rebuilt by their neighbors. It's got so many great lines in it. But, you know, there's the, the, <laughs> there's the tiny little door, the, your master bedroom, and, uh, and, and uh, <laughs> Bart is showing Rod and Todd their room. He goes, you better not take that down. That's a load-bearing poster. But we learned that Ned had uh, these, like, um, kind of uh, what you call it? Not hippie, but like hipster parents who like ha- had no discipline, and he would just run around. And remember, he went through the Minnesota spankological profile where he was just spanked continuously for months. <laughs> but they show they show this video of a tiny little Ned Flanders running around her room, and he goes, "I'm Dick Tracy. Take that prune face." And he hits a kid, and he goes, "No, I'm prune face. Take that, Dick Tracy." He hits another kid, "I'm prune Tracy." <laughs> Oh, Every man. time I hear the word hyperactive, I imagine Ned Flanders running around hitting people and saying he's Dick Tracy. That is such <laughs> a good episode. The Minnesota Spankological Protocol. Oh, uh, season eight, nineteen ninety six. Man, they were still they were still pulling them out. Well, let's not put it that way. Okay. Um. Uh. I have. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got something that's just for you. This is okay. just for you. All right. This was not designed designed to be a right in Dan's wheelhouse thing. <laughs> okay. And I'm Some really movies. excited now. So, um, you know, my kids, you know, getting older. Her, uh, if she's into it, her attention span can be good. So we've been, you know, part of my, I had a summer project to try and introduce more good movies that wouldn't screw her up and weren't mm-hmm. totally objectionable. Objectionable. And so over the uh, holiday weekend, uh, we, wa- we watched a we watched a film uh, the other night uh, called Rain Man. Uh huh. And, and she really and she and she dug it. She yeah. Dug it, and we talked about a push and pull hurt my neck in 1988, 82, 82, 82. Um, but then Dan Benjamin, there was another film that we watched the next night, and it's a three hour long movie uh, about Howard Hughes. <laughs> did you and you had nothing to do with that 
nothing to do with that. Well, I, I, as you may know, we have something, the the actual numeral varies, has varied over the years, but we have something that today we call the 20 minute test, which is like, if I, you know, usually if I just turn something on and don't say anything, it's, I'm good. It's more like, do you want to watch Dr. Strangelove? It's really good. It's one of Stanley Kubrick's great films. And that kind of thing, I don't get a good reaction. Now, hold on. Pause, pause. Have you guys watched Dr. Strangelove as a family or with your kid? I tried. She does not like nuclear war things. Okay. Okay. Fair. But, but yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. Like some people, you know, no matter how, how uh, sophisticated your taste, if you don't like spiders, you oughtn't watch a spider movie. Yeah. That's you know what I'm true. saying? Right. Anyway, we watched it. It's a three hour long movie. The color grading on that movie. I forgot how blue and orange it is at parts. They mm. way over. I don't know what Marty. I call him Marty. I don't know what he was thinking during it. Starting around the time he and Catherine Hepburn go golfing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. In that scene in particular, the way very that they. blue. The, yeah. The green and, grass and, becomes blue. It does. There's a very the weird. Beat field, the beat field crash is super blue except for flashes of red. It's got to be a choice, but what an odd choice. It's an odd choice, but I think that he does it to represent it in a subtle way or maybe not so subtle, uh, the different state of minds that yeah oh, they, really interesting yes yes both both oh, eras and state of that's mind that's good <sighs> you don't have to look into that well there, there just aren't that many uh marty movies that are pg-13 that i want to watch like she saw hugo a million years ago and it's it's beautiful but like whatever it's you know fine but you know we we cannot we can't jump into taxi driver just yet um, <laughs> i would say not <laughs> well it's thematically challenging um, no, the reason I tell you this is uh, that's two of the films that we talk about, and, and I, I believe arguably next to The Big Lebowski, I think The Aviator is the film yes. uh, for the, for this program. Um, Three-hour-long movie, um, and uh, she watched it two nights in a row. Really? <laughs> so so we passed the gene on. Wow, now, that's yeah. amazing. Now you, now you know you're going to have to watch it now, right? Uh, which, The the Aviator or Dr. Yeah. Strangelove? Yeah, oh, wasn't we've that a watched problem him. for you? Like, if I mention the aviator, you have to watch it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it tonight. <laughs> uh, but I've yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it it's with a preference, my, not an my, affliction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can stop watching it whenever I want, <laughs> anytime I want. Uh, my uh, my son and Q- I have watched that movie. You a. <laughs> it's so good. You're not safe, Howard. You're not safe. Oh, and the trout. Ugh. Errol you know, Flynn eating the peas off his plate. My Alan God, what Alda, a good movie. Alan Alda putting the fingerprint oh, the fi- the, on the right plate. After his, the, the right after glass. they ransacked his place. Boy, Ugh. you know you know who's great in that? Just so great is Kate Blanchett. Boy, is she ever good in that movie. She's really good. I mean, it's perfectly cast. Everyone does such a great job. To me, that's the definitive Leo DiCaprio. Uh, Dica- I call him Leo. Leo DiCaprio mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is, is his... Yeah. I won't say it's his best work, but it's the definitive quintessential who is Leonardo DiCaprio watch that movie because you get to see how he gets inside of a character and the little yeah. quirks it's and so ticks weird to and have, stuff. It's so weird to have be, be older than other people. And so it, this is, you know how it is you imprint on something or you imprint on an idea. So my imprinting on Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't didn't see him when he was on the TV show, but um, I know him from Gilbert Grape. And Titanic. Oh. That's, I think of his early <laughs> Gilbert being, Grape, yes. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Jack Sparrow's in that too. That's, That's a right. wild movie. Um, 
so for me, when I, I, I still am, this is how old I am. It's still a little shocking to me when I see, is it Shutter Island? He's in that, right? Yes. Yes. Shutter Island, Wolf of Wall Street, this, um, a movie like that. Is he in the, uh, what's the cop movie? Is he in the cop movie? The new one, a Hollywood one. Yeah. Oh no no the others the other Marty I call him Marty that the other the one uh, there's the Shutter Island oh with Jack Nicholson and uh, Matt Damon and and um, uh, the guy with the building um, the 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 hunted the killing the the departed 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 departed. departed right yeah that's a Marty that's a Marty Leo joint right yeah I think it is great movie yeah so I still like you know. I, I know uh, Wolf of Wall Street is problematic on a million levels, but it really it's a it's quite a it's quite a piece of work in a lot of ways, and um, very memorable role. Um, yeah, but you know, good for Leo. So anyway, yeah, way of the future, way of the future, <clears throat> mm-hmm. way of the future. Show me all the blueprints. You know, we've been watching some different. I shouldn't I shouldn't pick up the milk with with my right hand. <clears throat> put put the lid in my left pocket. Have people not seen this? Are people listening to us now that haven't seen that movie? Let's talk about something important. You guys should see The Aviator. It's yeah. Good. It's good. I love the music, too. Um, somebody put, put together a bunch of the tracks um, on Spotify. You know, the only one that's weird in that to me that I, I my brain still can't quite sort is uh, Adam Scott. So, you know, you know Adam Scott as, um, oh, God, what's his character name? He, he's on uh, Party Down. Uh, you know him on um, what Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah. Park, Parks and Rec. What's his character's name? I don't. Oh know. I haven't watched the show. I don't know. Oh my god! Uh, I watched that one name. episode or two when I was getting my teeth uh, cleaned. Hmm. Uh, ben Ben Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's Ben Wyatt on Parks. You're and saying Rec. he's I, in the Aviator? Yes, he's he's the uh, press guy. The the like the guy like toward the beginning when the cigarette girl comes to the table, Errol Flynn comes over. Oh really? Yeah, that's no, Adam Scott. that's not him. That's Pretty him. Sure. Pretty sure. Yeah, he's yeah he's in there, isn't he? Look at that. He's got that greasy little mustache. He's like <gasps> that's the, him. Oh my god, guy. I never connected that. Yes, th- of course that's him. That's where I know him. Doesn't from. that seem weird that he's in this movie? <laughs> yes. So What's he what, doing in there? Lurking around so two, like a creep. Two thousand four, right? Yeah, two thousand four. Let me go look at this. Because when did he do Party He must have done Party Down now. Blueprints. Is that possible? Yeah, things done down? right. No. Oh, my God. Party Down's so good. Oh, it's got so many good people. It's got uh, Lizzie Kaplan. It's got uh, Jane Lynch. Nominated for, for 11 Academy Awards, The Aviator was. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actor wow. in a Leading Role, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Alan Alda. Uh, it won Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Costume Design, Best Art Direction, Best Actress in Supporting Role for Kate Blanchett. Oh, did she? Good for her. Oh, good. Okay. Do her yeah, accent. Um, Do her accent for the rest of the show. Do uh, her, her, like, uh, old Hollywood yeah. accent? Take it. Go. Uh, oh, Howard. Um, let's see. <laughs> That's a mid-ad- oh, your, foot, your foot's covered in blood. Mid-Atlantic, we call that accent. But like, turns out it's pretty much a made-up accent. Absolutely it's much made like up. a made-up, like fancy-sounding kind of Broadway and Hollywood accent. I think. But yeah, you're, you are perfectly correct. There's a wonderful. I've been I've been studying the Mid-Atlantic accent for a long time, and basically, this is what hmm. people. Does that include Philadelphia <laughs> and Baltimore? Uh, I don't think so. But the thing is, it's not regional. It is. It is not native. It was a set of a way of talking, speech patterns 
that Mm -hmm. you had to learn how to speak. This was in the 1930s and 40s. And the the, prep schools would teach you to do this. There were books about how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, And basically, this is the kind of thing that if you listen to newscasters, actors, stage and film of that time period, they would all speak this way. But it was only used in movies. It was only used in news. It it was not Mm -hmm. like people didn't normally just talk this way unless they were kind of putting it on. But Mm -hmm. the elite, the American elite would use this. And it's there is a very. They talked about this on Lexicon Valley and talking about like the the way that uh, I love that guy talking about, for example, like Franklin, Franklin, Franklin. Roosevelt yes. talks similarly to that. And there's some yes. very distinctive uh, vowel sounds and ways that he, you know, speaks and uses his tongue and, you know, does his frictives or whatever. Yeah, 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 totally. But then you watch a movie like, I think, the highly underrated Hudsucker Proxy, mm. and Jennifer Jason Lee is doing that accent. Mm-hmm. And it's instantly recognizable as, you know, the gal from a screwball comedy in the 30s. I miss, you know? I miss that. I'm, I'm... I've been learning the accent. I won't, not ready to do it yet. As a lady? No, it's just a get, just a guy. You know how else does it? Kind of. I feel like um, in the other film, um, I feel like. Oh God, Dan, it's early. What's wrong with my brain? Uh, in the Big Lebowski. Oh, don't be fatuous. Don't be fatuous <laughs> yeah, no, Doesn't she is. Kind of? She is doing it. My work has been commended as being highly vaginal. Yeah, she she is doing it. <laughs> Come to think of it, yeah, you're thinking of uh, Ju- Julianne Moore as Maud Lebowski. It could be a healthy, zesty affair. Yeah, yeah, she is doing it. <laughs> and also, Moore, you know, I love her. You know who I think does it without knowing that she's doing it or meaning to do it, but who does it? Who? Marianne Williamson. Oh, how funny! Have you listened to her talk? Next time you listen to her to her speak at something, okay, I will, I will. Try to try to associate it with this. She's she's like eighty percent of the way there. Wow, that's super interesting. Um, now, you know what? This is a good chance for. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was just going to have a uh, recommendation that's related to this. Go ahead. I was going to throw out a recommendation to not do something. Okay, perfect. Um, is it related to accents? It is related to movies. Well, then let me do my accent one first. All right, go for it. Which is, which is, and I want to get this exactly right. No, you go ahead. I got to look it up. I want to get the exact right. You go look it up. I've been going through movies because we, as you know, my son and I watched the entire Star Trek original series and then, uh, well, except for a few episodes, and then uh, began and completed the entire Star Trek Next Generation series and all the movies. And this was um, something that we both enjoyed a little too much. And so after that was done, I said, well, he's like, what more Star Trek can we watch? I said, well, there are two other shows that that happened that that are already done that we could watch if you wanted. One is Deep Space Nine and one is uh, Voyager. Mm -hmm. And with Deep Space Nine, I watched a couple episodes of the first season and then kind of jumped in in maybe season three or four. So I, I don't really remember a lot of this early stuff. And to be honest, like I hate to say it, but those first season or two are just, they're not that good. They're not that good. I need to see what your, Mm -hmm. your buddy Max says about how to watch that. So we might skip (laughs) some of it, but long story short, we wanted to take a break from the star Trek stuff. So we've been just kind of going through different movies and watching different, different movies. And so we, we have it like, we try to watch one Tom Cruise movie every week 
Um, you know, you don't <laughs> want to overdo it. And I'm trying to remember what the last Tom Cruise movie was that we just watched. I can't remember it, but somehow someone said, Oh, you should watch Armageddon. It's great. <laughs> and, uh, and I've so I've never seen that, but people say that. Oh, it was last, it was last samurai. That was the one that I watched with, um, oh, okay. with my boy. And, and I really like that movie. I know you, people would get angry today about like, I'm sure there's cultural appropriation or whatever. I don't, I, whatever it was, it was a great movie. Stop mm-hmm. it. Yes. And, uh, and so he loved that one. Is he the titular samurai? Uh, no, he is not the last samurai. Okay. Technically, he never really is a samurai, although he does learn some samurai he's more skills. Of a ronin. No, he's not a ronin either. Is a ronin a defrocked samurai? I think a ronin, because the definition of what a samurai is, is a warrior who is bound mm-hmm. to a king or a lord you're, or something. You're like and, the, uh, you're almost like a cleric. You, your power comes from your master, sort of. Yes. And so I, yeah. I, my, my understanding is if you no longer have a master then te- and you're still a samurai, then you're a ronin. Maybe I got that wrong. Don't email me. So you're a higher and, blade. And so we watched uh, Armageddon and I, I remembered that maybe it was it like, I remember it was exciting at the time, but I couldn't remember anything else about it. It's, I think it's from 1988. I can't Armageddon? Be sh- With Ben Affleck? 1998. Sorry. 98. Oh yeah. Yeah. You dropped one there. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, it's no, same. it's because it, it was one of those pair movies. Yes. You know, like and, the B, like B movies or toy movies or whatever. It was one of those like, yeah. uh, destruction of earth movies. It was Armageddon and the other one, both deep came out impact around the same time. Deep impact. Deep and, impact. Yes. And I, <laughs> I just want to say we, we did not enjoy this movie. Um, it wasn't a so bad it's good situation. It was just not, we just didn't enjoy it. And I want, I tried, you know, I tried to make it better. I tried to get into it, but it, there's so much, it's so silly and, uh, mm-hmm. we just couldn't. So that's my anti-recommendation. You got to fly in, you know, never want don't miss a thing. That one. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I will at this point channel a uh, friend of the show, Todd Vaziri, who is jumping up and down to uh, tell our listeners, uh, I have, I've never seen Armageddon. Uh, and so I would have no reason to uh, look for he Ben didn't Affleck's work on commentary. That, did, he? did he work on that? Did Todd <clears throat> work I'm not on to my that? knowledge. But I, it's my understanding that the actor Ben Affleck did a DVD commentary that was both uh, drunken and acerbic. And that it is locatable <laughs> then, and very, very, very cutting, supposedly. So anyway, uh, look for that. Uh, I am looking for it. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Oh, yeah. There's a link here on Polygon that says Ben Affleck's Armageddon commentary resurfaces along with a few other confessionals. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Cool to know. Um, Somebody could, you know, what's the the good ones? So back when you were doing the show with Gruber, did you ever, you listened to the, um, the, (laughs) uh, the original uh, band commentaries on the Bond movies, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're so good. So good. So good. They're just rag. It was the one for, yeah, the Goldfinger one is the one. Is Goldfinger <laughs> Dr. No? Where the guy's just ragging on the director and his terrible decision making yeah, about like yeah. what shots to do in what order and like why you would go to Miami first to like shoot against these flats and then explaining <laughs> how asinine that first, like when they're, when Goldfinger's playing poker, is it? And like all the different kind of acrobatics they had to do to try and make that look halfway 
real, <laughs> cobbling together like three different kinds of shots. Like, um. <clears throat> um, the thing that I want to hear about something you like, but uh, first I want to mention this again. I want to re-up this because I will, will still go back and watch these YouTube videos because they are endlessly fascinating to me. Uh, uh, first of all, I'll commend you to the entire series um, by Wired um, on YouTube that is called Technique Critique. And some of these that you may, may know includes lawyer breaks down 30 courtroom scenes. Like, nope, that would never happen in a courtroom. Uh, surgical resident breaks down 36 medical scenes. Um, right? So, like, people going in and saying, somebody who's a forensics expert looks at 20 crime scenes, and he says how real or not oh, it was. Oh, right, right. <clears throat> My favorite of these is, uh, oh, gosh, what's this guy's name? He's really good. He, most, most of them that there are are by this guy, Eric Singer, who is a dialogue coach. Ah, and he goes in. And is he the sort about, of tall, taller, uh, thinner guy who who does all the accents man. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talks yeah. about. I mean, there's the one that's all about. Uh, you know, uh, he kind of critiques artificial languages like Dothraki and stuff like that. But he also goes in and talks about how well or not that well um, a given actor uh, is doing with accents. And he covers a lot of them. He does one that's just about people who played the president. I'm positive I've mentioned it at least once and probably twice here. But uh, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, check it out. It's real good. It's real good. Kennedy, Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, very difficult. Very difficult for uh, people to really nail. Yeah. Jeff Daniels didn't kill it. I remember the one where he was talking <laughs> about the JFK stuff, and he he um, he had a, at least two or three different actors who had played him and said, oh, he gets this part right and this part wrong. And it's so fascinating to really know language that well that you can instantly <laughs> identify. Because like- yeah. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure not, that not, I... I don't think he's being overly mean about it. No, he's but, not. But, but he'll say, like, Michael Keaton, he, so, like, he's supposed to be from Boston in that, uh, you know, Catholic Church movie. Um, but, like, in the same scene, he pronounces this E in two entirely different ways, one mm. of which passes for Boston and the other w of which absolutely does not. I like that guy. Sorry, I interrupted you. I apologize. No, nah, I wasn't saying anything. <clears throat> Weren't you? Mm-mm. Uh, why don't you tell me about a uh, second thing that you like? The second thing that I like is Grammarly. Grammarly. Gra Grammarly is a communication. See, I have to wait for the bell. It is a, you mm -hmm. know how it, mm -hmm. what I feel like is with that bell. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like in a rodeo where mm -hmm. you've got the cowboy getting down to sit on the, uh, on the, the, the bull that he's about to ride. And then at the, he's on there. They don't know. Is the gate open? Is the gate going to open? Is the gate going to open? Is the gate going to open? And then ding, it opens. And then like, he's on. Yeah. That's his seven seconds. Eight seconds can be a really long time, Dan. Yeah. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. And they encourage everyone, even the best students and top professionals to use Grammarly to do their best work and accomplish even more of their goals so at its heart grammarly is a writing assistant it makes you look and sound smarter it helps you improve yourself and your communication at school at work pretty much anywhere and they're here to help people show their best self through writing and they do that by making really good browser extensions they have a desktop editor and they have a mobile keyboard checker so wherever you go wherever it is that you like to write whether you're in Chrome or Firefox or Safari or Edge or iOS or Android or Windows or Mac, it doesn't matter. They have a product that is free that will review your critical spelling 
and grammar. But when you're ready to get a little more serious about this, they have something called Grammarly Premium. That looks out for spelling, grammar, and advanced punctuation and structure and style within context. It does vocabulary suggestions. It looks at what you're writing and helps you edit it for conciseness and readability. And it understands different occasions. So maybe you're doing an academic essay or you're writing a blog post or you're writing a business proposal. It understands that and is going to make different contextual suggestions based on those different kinds of writing. And there's more. That's just a few. And it's everything from making typos on your phone to like writing a better sales pitch, polishing your resume. It does all of that. And it's a really, really great experience. And like I said, it goes with you wherever you go. So when you're writing that email or adding notes on your phone, it's not going to sound like one person and different on your computer, if that makes sense. It, it's mm-hmm. consistent. And that's very important. And so our listeners have a special deal. Go to Grammarly.com, which is spelled G-R-A-M-M-A-R, Grammarly, L-Y, Grammarly.com slash back to work. And you'll get 20% off your Grammarly premium account just by visiting that URL. So one more time, Grammarly.com slash back to work for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. Thank you very much to them for making this show possible. Thanks, Grammarly. Buck, buck. Oh, boy, I've got some, these are really tiny sods. And maybe we'll do a listener letter, too. I I pulled a couple of those together. Um, I need to sleep. Um, I believe it was on this program that I asked people for uh, help with naming a couple phenomena. I just wanted to say, I, I I have a provisional name for one of my phenomena. The phenomenon of looking at the time since something happened till now and contrasting that with the time another thing happened till then. I did a few of these last night. <clears throat> the kind of thing that makes people very unhappy because it's you realize how old you are. Perhaps the least interesting one that I came up with last night was that the amount of time from the Beatles' first album till now is yes. the same amount of time from the Demons oh, of Avignon. I have a little follow-up on that too, yes. But uh, my classic, for some reason, is Synchronicity. Uh, I don't know why, because I didn't even like the album. It's far and away my least favorite police album. But mm. the time from the release of Synchronicity till now, that's 1983. Okay. The time from Synchronicity till now is the same amount of time as 1947 to the release of Synchronicity. Mm. And the name that I provisionally, I'm calling this, it's not good. I was going to go with time analogy, but I think I'm going to go with uh, uh, chrononalogy. Chron. Analogy. Chrononalogy. Okay. It's an analogy about time. Hmm. Chrono. I like that. From Chronos. Chrono. Chrono. So it would be spelled Chronos C-H- is Latin for wristwatch. <laughs> yeah. I'm Horology. Sure. The study of crons. Hmm. <laughs> Not to be confused with crones. What's yours? Tell me yours. Uh, well, uh, remember we were th- talking about and theorizing why it was that the results that were being provided from Wolfram Alpha, Wolfram Alpha, mm-hmm. Alpha was like uh, little little screen images as opposed to actual just, you know, like the words. So when you would get a response back, it would be a, 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 a GIF or GIF, as you say. Yes. Instead of just the text there. And I heard back from someone who said, well... 
yes, you are, you're partially right in that we, we do not want people to just scrape the responses, but mm-hmm. uh, it's also faster and easier to generate those, especially where math and other things like that is involved. Because as you can imagine, if, if you ask hmm. it a complicated mathematical question, it has to respond by displaying those mathematical equations. And they were saying it's much easier to generate those as images and just what? Yeah. Really? Like a LaTeX yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Or so that ish thing. Yeah. Hmm. And so that's hmm. apparently that's, that was some of the answers, but then he also came back hmm. and said, and I'm leaving his name. He's anonymous, but mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to go and see who I can hit up here for some API access, Dan, oh, for you. Right. So you can yes, build yes, yes, your, yes, yes, your application this. for Merlin. So I'm, um, I'm waiting to hear back still. I think it's been a couple weeks, that's but I'm so waiting nice. to hear back. So hopefully, hopefully I'll get that API access. Wow. You think you could whip something together? Oh yeah. I could put some up easy, but I, you know, you got to get the access. You got to get in there. You got to get the access. Yeah. yeah. You got to get the hits. The API, you get tokens. 82, 82, 82. <laughs> There's a lot more than 82 toothpicks in the box, right? Let's <laughs> be on the table. Thank I've been you. watching these videos <clears throat> from this guy. He's like a, a gamer. I'll see if I can put one in the show notes. And he does the most stupid, ridiculous things with games that wind up being very, very, very entertaining. Uh, the latest one that I've watched, he, it, this is not his latest video. It's the one I watched most recently. And, and I've watched it with my son many times, many times now. This is, so, they, you know, what are these games like, you know, the, it's like that famous uh, racing game that everyone does, like not Gangster Vegas, but it's like uh, the, you know, the famous thought Yeah, that. And apparently there's one of these where you, there's this mountain that you can ride up. But what he did is, and this reminds, just every time I watch it, I'm like, Merlin would love this. Hmm. He, he using, using voice commands. That's how he wants to control the character to see if he can ride him up the mountain on a motorcycle using what? just his like turn voice left, turn right accelerate right. kind of stuff but he but he comes up with bizarre words that are ridiculous as far as what to say <clears throat> i do that i do that with my uh, routines do you tell me about this oh yeah oh i'm sorry i, I interrupted you again no we're I? done i'm putting in a show notes tell me your i want to hear routines Put it in show notes it'll get there oh okay so um i don't think this is bad opsec um no this is all right um when i'm leaving my office and i want to induce the incantation that runs a, an echo routine that shuts off my lights and turns on my dehumidifier. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you have to arm, if you have a ring alarm, you have to arm it separately. It'll be great, and I want I can do that all at the same time. No, but I used to say, um, I'm going home, or I'm leaving now, or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> This is this is imperfect but interesting. I just you know you know how like Quicksilver would learn what you typed, not what you thought you should type. Remember how, how powerful yeah. Quicksilver was? As an yes, absolutely. Because if you if you typed if you typed you know Brassa Frassa Snaggle Frassa, that would become Microsoft Word. Like whatever mm-hmm, you typed mm-hmm. is what it doesn't just just start mashing on the keyboard like a monkey, and like you'll get to what you want because it'll learn from you. And so I just <laughs> started creating routines, uh, and I give the hail the hail word plus some kind of the first phrase that comes to mind. So I say, hey, Dingus, boggle, boggle. And then it responds <laughs> it responds, and says, see you later, man. And uh, I told it to tell me that. Say that to me. And uh, yeah, and it turns off. And it, and it waits. It goes into wait, 
which is a brilliant thing that all, all of these things should have. Or, you know, well, it was sort of like with an alarm, right? Wait mm-hmm. for two minutes and then uh, shut off my lights and turn on my dehumidifier. I just say, hey, dingus, boggle, boggle. Well, some now, of the- Sometimes it thinks I'm saying Bible, Bible, and it, and it brings up Bible things. That's different. But it's fun. It's fun because one problem is that you actually unintentionally get weird namespace pollution uh, in, in a variety of ways. That's not ex- exactly the right word for what I'm trying to describe here. But uh, without getting too boring about this and nerdy about this, you know, things like home, house, leave, arrive, those are all... Um, What's the opposite of a small word? What is it in a um, in in programming? Those are like action words or meaningful words. Okay, right? Well, no, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yes, leave leave means things. Arrive <laughs> means things. It means something. No, it means something uh, to Siri. Yes, you know, remind me, remind me uh, to vacuum the rug when I arrive at the office in two hours the kind of thing I'll do, which right. means that when I arrive at the office, but no later than two hours from now, remind me to do that. There's all kinds of weird, like consumer logic mm-hmm. to these kinds of things. And so the thing is, when I say something like, well, first of all, if I say I'm heading out or I'm going home in, in the world, the young world of voice control devices, there's a pretty good chance it will mistake what I said to mean something else because it's close to another phrase. Hell, I'm going home might be a stock phrase in, in some of these things. For so, I'll, I'll bet you dimes to donuts. If you say I'm leaving now on a stock device, I bet that that will mean turn everything off or, or what have you. Yes. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And so having a nonce, as we say in America, not England, having a nonce word or phrase that you say, um, you know, you could say uh, uh, speculum diversion or whatever. Like you just come up with like some kind of two word phrase. And it, I will bet you if you got, if you folks, you team, you magnificent bastards, if you try doing some routines with that name, either in Echo or via Siri, you may be surprised that your results improve because there's nothing for it to step on unless it mishears you and thinks you've said a hominin for uh, Bible Bible. <laughs> And it's fun. It's, yeah. Say that, you know, words are fun to say. Some words have a great mouthfeel and are fun to say. And you should, you should be able to say that instead of like trying to come up with the, what you think is like a good technical, you can say whatever you want. It's your thing. Do you follow? Yes, I do. Like when you go in and create, when you go in and create a r- routine in Echo or via the ALEXA app, when you go and do that, you can name it. There's, there's no admonition for you to name it something clinical. Right, you can name that. You can have that hail, hailing phrase be whatever you want it to be. Not not hailing as in "Hey Dingus," but as in what the incantation that you actually say. So why not have fun with it? Ditto for shortcuts. Ditto for you know your uh, your HomePod. You can say whatever you want. Whenever you, you decide what the you know when you if anybody out there who's done shortcuts knows that you know it, when it identifies stuff that it thinks you want to do, it'll say, "Hey, do you want to make a shortcut for this?" And you say, "Sure, why not?" And then you click it. And it says, "Okay, we'll say the thing you want to say," and it offers a suggestion which could be uh, something um, like uh, turn off lights. But you don't have to say that. You could say uh, horn swoop me bungo pony for all I care. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Well, I did put it into the show notes. I found the, uh, I found it and put it in. And he, just like you were saying, you can use any word you want. He allowed his, like he's live streaming it. And so he allowed his, audience to determine what it was that 
he would say. And the okay, theme. I'll add this to uh, add this to my pile. The theme was um, to do a uh, low carb keto. But that was the theme of words. So, um, so w- to accelerate, you say Mountain Dew, and <laughs> to decelerate, you say Mountain Don't. Hmm. And then there's Doritos, Dorrighties, Dorlefties, Dorleftos, and he has to remember all of these bizarre oh words in order That's to, you know, wild. so like, like turn ninety degrees would be Doritos, but slight turn right would be Dorrighties. Slightly less turn right would be something else and it it, it you know oh there's another it, it's a funny thing it's funnier than i'm making it sound no 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 no. I'll check it out it sounds like it sounds like a like a real mind teaser you almost it's, it's almost like a sobriety test that would be very difficult <laughs> yeah. to do you know, i and there's a there is it's it's fun and it's worth watching that's all i'm gonna say about it enough of that i will totes i will uh totes check it out um succession really, season really... season two you've succession you watching that oh Jiminy Christmas. Oh, so good. It's so good. It's so good. I didn't I think they could so do much. it as much as a good of a job as a season one. It's maybe better. I love Greg the Egg. <laughs> He's so I relatable. Your black, I accept your blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> and like so Tom, Tom finally has respect for him now that he's evil, right? Yes. Yeah, but like, that's exactly, so Greg the Egg, please don't anybody ever use this information against me. That's exactly how I negotiate. That's how I like when I had my dot com job, and I was like, um, I really feel like um, I should probably be paid a lot, lot more. I would hate to, you know, um, Monster dot com says web designers getting a lot. Of, I would, I would never do this, but I, I could quit. Um, you know, I'm basically asking my boss, is it okay if I if I try to leverage my power? Yeah. <laughs> is it okay right. if I do that? Can I leverage my power? <laughs> <laughs> to get more money at this job that's just a make work project for VCs. <sighs> we had some times. Um yeah, no, that's a terrific show. That and uh, if I finished Mindhunter uh S2 also. My goodness. So good. The guy they cast as the um person they're pursuing in the later part of the season. Mm-hmm. Did you look him up like what he actually looks like? It's he looks exactly the same. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> it's Amazing! It's just, I just want they, Wendy they to be nail happy. Everybody Is that this, too much but... to ask? I just want Wendy to be happy. Wendy, she's never going to be happy. You don't think so? No. Mm. Boy, I would have bowled with that lady. I would have bowled hard. Um, and uh, you know, and Bill, he's got problems. That's for sure. You know what's yeah. amazing? Also, is Bill's wife. My uh, my lady and I were talking about um, Bill, you just Bill's wife is so good in this. She so looks like she's from that time. Oh yeah. She basically looks like what's the actress's name? Is it Barbara Barry? She Nancy is her name, right? In the, the Nancy character, Nancy is his wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But is it the actress? I think it's Barbara Barry. But she's. Oh, you know her. Yeah, you know her. Oh, yes. Barbara, B-E-R-B-A-R-R-I-E. If you can find pictures of her from the 80s, like it, it, that's so the character she would play. Yes, with the, yes. With the perm, the blonde perm. Yeah, no, that's a tremendous show. It's really good. Um, and I like that they, I don't know, I love that they're walking the line of the familiarity of this, you know, it's basically... I've listened to a lot of podcasts about these shows, so forgive me if I'm parroting people uncredited. Um, that's usually the New York Times that does that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know, uh, it's, it's nice that they, it really is. It's a police procedural. It's not the most complicated format for a show. It's not a particularly grisly show. 
But I do think that they're expanding the show and like taking chances this season. Like it's not all about King George this season, you know? Right. Yeah. We get to know, we get to spend time with Bill and Wendy and their, yeah. their situations. And I, I love that. Um, oh man, the way it ends. Ah, oh, I'm dying for season three. I Going know. into that Peter Gabriel song. <gasps> Woo. BTK, and I, I, I also appreciate that they use when they play songs and things like that in there, that they're, they're songs that you would have heard on the radio at that time. They're not just the mm. biggest hit of the year. So you'll recognize it. They'll there's play a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like eighties movies, even some that I like that, uh, people I admire are in that get it so wrong. We're like, I mean, I love come on Eileen, but that's not a song that people were regularly, people were not jamming on the reg to come on Eileen in 1987. Mm-hmm. That is a very specifically sort of 1982, 83 song. Yeah, no, I love when people do that well. That Peter Gabriel, you know, Peter Gabriel, he was very good. Also, Genesis is very good. I've been listening to the album Duke by Genesis a lot, and it's very, very good. I'm getting a lot of newfound respect for uh, Phil Collins, but mainly I think by uh, by virtue of my constant access to John Roderick. I don't... Dislike Billy Joel. I will not abide John's Billy Joel bashing. I think it's highly inappropriate to bash Billy Joel. I didn't but, know he was doing that. Oh, he's a basher. He's a basher, Jerry, a basher. And but I, uh, I am, uh, I'm appreciating uh, Phil Collins. First of all, he seems like a really cool, nice guy. I never would have gotten that because here's the thing: I knew of Phil Collins in Genesis. Uh, basically really from the MTV era when Abacab, the video for Abacab was on all the time in 1982. But then, you know, he kind of that terrible period with Genesis, you know, I mean, it was, they were just awful <laughs> to me. They were awful. I mean, going to high school in the mid eighties, early and mid eighties was rough. It was a pretty crummy time for music, yeah. uh, mainstream music. But really, you know, and then it was toward the end of high school that I went back into the Peter Gabriel period of Genesis, mm-hmm. buying the used cassettes that I could afford. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody loves In the Air tonight. But I started to, you know, as I got older, I more and more appreciated the dad rock of uh, Duke. Like, it's fun. It's got Turn It On Again. It's got Misunderstanding. Like, really good songs. It's got Behind the Lines. Like, really good songs. So I'm just here to say, I'm sorry, Phil Collins. I got you wrong, buddy. It's a shame. Phil Collins. How's he doing? You know, it's tough. He, um, if you go and listen to, um, I want to say, oh, you know what it was? A uh, great episode of uh, Hit Parade. Mm. Uh, wonderful episode of Hit Parade with Chris Melanfi, a podcast I very highly recommend. And it's basically about uh, Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins, and Genesis. And the, uh, so the whole point of his show is he generally picks a week where there's some interesting uh, jumping off point, a billboard anomaly something around Billboard Hot 100 that he can do, uh, you know, basically an hour and a half about. And he's terrific. And that show is nominally about, that episode is nominally about how strange it is that Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, and Genesis did something highly unusual, which is that, not unheard of, but very rare, is that people consistently score hits or acclaim or whatever, as, but especially, you know, hits as a band and as solo artists, how unusual that is. And especially that both the band and the solo artist both continue to get more popular rather than one getting less popular. And that, just how strange that was. That for Phil Collins and Genesis, that was almost unheard of for the band and the solo act to both be succeeding um, on the charts. 
Right. I'll see if I can find it. I'll see if I can find it for notes because Hit Parade is a really good show. So good. While I look for that, well, first of all, Dan, where would po- people find show notes for episode? F- Wait, is that right? Four four one. Four four one. Have we done that many episodes? Well, yeah, they're all right. There. I'm having a real serious Synecdoche, New York moment right now. <sighs> We've done four hundred and forty-one episodes. Well, I mean, including this one, we have. Including this one. Including Not this including one. The mezzanine. No. Uh, a four forty. A four forty-one. E441. Yeah. Where would people find a, uh, episode? Uh, Dan, where would people find show notes for episode 441 of your Back to Work program? They can go to uh, 5x5.tv slash B is in brethren, two is in the number, W is in work slash 441. And uh, do I read correctly? There may be a third item that you like. Yes, there is a third thing that I like, and that is Monday.com. Monday.com. Monday.com not only helps teams manage work and meet deadlines, it also builds a culture of transparency that helps people work better together. You can manage all of your core business activities in one place, from high-level roadmaps to specific day-to-day tasks. There are over 65,000 teams that are already getting things done with Monday.com. And this is the thing. It's perfect for any team. It's suitable for any size. You could have two freelancers working together. You could have thousands of people collaborating across the globe. It's as popular on non-tech teams, often replacing things like Excel files, whiteboards, or very, very long meetings. And it's easy to use. It's about building boards. I've said that before, but that's really how you get into this. There, The concept is you build this board. You can build it from scratch, or you can choose from a selection of templates and tailor it to the way your team works, but it, it, it's about helping you automate your workflows. It has reminders. It has notifications. You can upload files from your computer, from Dropbox, from Google drive. But the point is it's going to create accountability by assigning owners to keep track of who is doing what. So you don't do things like miss a deadline because there's just like, for example, there's this, my week view. That's like your personal assistant for you and the team, it's going to show you what's going on. It's going to help keep you on track. It's going to make sure that you know what you're supposed to be doing, but you can also see what other people are supposed to be doing. It's about accountability and it lets you stay in control. And they even have a monday.com mobile app that you can use. It's very, very cool. Integrating this into anything, production of a podcast to building software to, you know, making a proposal, you name it, you can do it with monday.com. They have a 14 day free trial monday.com slash back to work one more time for all the listeners out there go check this site out support the show and do yourself a favor monday.com slash back to work and start your 14-day free trial there thanks very much to monday.com for making this show possible thanks monday.com buck buck barbara berry Boy, just just two roles, man. Well, first of all, like she didn't get a lot of play because they basically wrote her character out after one season. But she was the wife on Barney Miller. Really? First, remember the first season of Barney Miller when they'd show stuff at his house, at his apartment, with the bars on the windows. Remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. No, it's 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 pretty obscure. Um, let's see. She was she played um, the mother in um, Breaking Away, the movie and the TV show. Breaking Break, away. Yeah. Breaking that's away not, the cutters, the guys, the bike race. Yes. Yes. Haley, yes I remember that movie breaking away now. It's got a, got a young Quaid. 
Dequaid uh, in there. Daniel Stern. It's a heck of a cast. Yeah, I, I bought it on the iTunes uh, over the summer and we watched it. Um, it's still real good. It's yeah? It's still real good. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the early... I remember when I very first started watching Siskel and Ebert on PBS. Wasn't his leg bleeding at one point where he's pedaling and his leg is bleeding and the leg The Chinzano clo- team... Um, what happened? It's like a stick in his spokes and knocks his heroes in the Chinzano team, knock him off his bike. Oh, that's, but that's also my one, one memory. Mooch, remember Mooch has to come in for him? Mooch, remember to punch the clock. And he punches the clock. Jackie Earl Haley. You got a Quaid, Daniel Stern. You got you got the handsome Quaid. You got uh, you got uh, Daniel Stern, Dennis Christopher, and uh, Jackie Earl Haley. That that's a heck of a cast. Oh, plus plus Barbara Berry. Plus plus who's the other guy? Who's the dad? The dad guy is so good. Oh, what is his name? Uh, nobody cares. This is what it's like talking to my elderly relatives. Yeah. Like you, can't for, you can't remember something, and then you spend 15 minutes trying to remember something inconsequential that never mattered. Uh, oh, my God. Well, look, look at this. Look at this. This, oh, my goodness. Yeah, Murderer's Row. Dennis Christopher. Dennis Quaid. Dennis and Dennis. Dennis Christopher, Dennis Quaid. Daniel Stern, who you know from uh, The Wet Bandits and The Wonder Years. Jack Earl Haley, uh, Rorschach, as well as uh, the kid from Bad News Bears. <laughs> Barbara How old is Rorschach in it? <laughs> huh? How old is Rorschach in it? Oh, he's a like, kid. He's like yeah, teenager. he's like eight. No, or eighteen. I mean, yeah, he's young. Barbara he's Barry, Paul young. Dooley, Paul Dooley, and I think he was a father in uh, in one of the John Hughes movies. And if you don't like it, you can go live with your father. It's always right there. Just stay safe, Florida. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I love when people say stay safe. Oh, things are looking bad in South Carolina. Stay safe. Be safe. Active shooter at the mall. Be safe. Okay. I was going to run into the gunfire and the hurricane, but thank you, Necktie Twitter. I'll be sure to be safe. Shut up. Okay. Moving on. I think that's just about it. Oh, you know, I'll mention one last thing. Um, uh, I have, uh, you know, I have many secret shames, um, <laughs> but one of my secret shames is that I'm constantly trying to improve, boy, this is so petty and privileged, but if you don't have petty privilege, you know, if you got it, use it. What's the point of privilege if you don't use it? I'm always looking for ways to improve the charging situation. The charging situation at my That's office. That's where, like, you get angry and you, like, and you charge it at someone. Charge it. Yeah. Like a lady with a credit card, am I right? You just change the sneakers you're wearing, you'll be faster. sneakers. Look at Mr. Rogers, you're saying. Um, I'm always trying to improve the charging situation at my office, uh, at various spots around my home. And absolutely, I'm trying to always improve that with travel. Um, because there's a lot of moving parts. Cause let, let's start, let's start with the obvious thing. A lot of things need to be charged today. If you mm-hmm. want to do your stuff, I don't know if they need to be charged. They want to be charged. I want them to be charged. Mm-hmm. I want everything to be properly charged. Um, I want the charging to be fast. I would like the charging to be flexible. Mm-hmm. I would like the charging to not be obtrusive. I would like it to the extent possible when it's in a public you know, place. I would like it to not be uh, aesthetically difficult for my family to deal mm-hmm. with. I want it usable. I want it to look good. And if you put all of that together, that is a lot to ask. Yeah. If you want power, you're going to need big plugs and stuff like that. If you want flexibility on the road, you're going to bring a hub like I do, like, like an animal. Um, are you with me on this though? Convenience. Yeah. You want if, if this thing can be charged with, um, if it's something where I don't need it quickly. Uh, I like, for example, I have this. Uh, who makes this one? 
uh, Mofi makes this um, mm. key, uh, key, 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 hi, charger, uh, where I'll just drop my headphones, my Air- AirPods or my phone or my case, and then I'll charge on there. But then you go on the road and you get into, you get into some serious situations. If you brought every conceivable setup, like, so you want a high powered thing? That's going to need a high power plug. Okay, great. You got a high power plug. What is that for? Well, I'm trying to move to USB-C. Okay, well, if you get USB-C, do you have the dongles that will power your child's old devices? Because for that, you're probably going to need USB-A to lightning or USB-C to lightning. But every decision you make, it's an engineering problem, Dan. Every decision you make uh, also brings with it other kinds of decisions. Are you with me so far? Yes. Do you find this to be true? I, I'm Yes. I'm your family agreement. uses devices, right? Too many. But like... It becomes difficult if you travel and want the devices with you, or you just want to like, so like I'm vice president in charge of all the things. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's my job, like I'm the supply sergeant, but I'm also the charger in chief. I'm the updater of software. Uh, uh, I'm a midnight toker. I do all of that stuff. <laughs> so it's my job to wrangle the things, notice what they need, and then deal with that. And I don't want it to be ugly and stupid. And I do want it to be fast. All I'm trying to do, I'm trying to establish the context here of, um, like, if you don't have this problem today, you might have it soon. It's complicated. So, for example, um, when we go on the road, I do have a go bag that's got a canny collection of dongles, um, cables, um, and, you know, I've got a little hub. and So you're, hub. Ready, you're ready for any situation in there. If I tell you you need micro USB, you've got it. If you have um, mini USB, you've got that. I yeah, want lightning. You've yeah. got it. I want a 30 pin connector. It's still in there. No, I don't got that. I don't USB-C, got that. USB-C, everything you you're can, set. If, well, yeah. So here's, I got a couple, I have a two pronged recommendation. Um, what I'll say is this. I know this is a lot to ask and you're talking about spending some dough. If you do travel often, or even if you like need to travel quickly, I do think it's a good idea to build toward having, this is something a lot of people, the ATP guys have talked about this. Um, it's a little fancy, but to the extent possible, have a bag full of this updated bag of all the things you would need for electronics on the road. Uh, I'm not saying like you don't need a second iPhone, but like all the things that you would need to charge all of the things and connect all the things, right? Have mm-hmm. that all separate set of all of those things, those cables and dongles and that you do not touch or use from day to day. Never open that bag except when you're going traveling. Traveling like the week before you go traveling, verify that everything in there works. Make sure there's no corrosion on the lightning cables. Make sure if you have a uh, if you have one of those cool anchor, you know, uh, twenty thousand milliamp batteries, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend, put one of those in there. Um, yeah, but have all that stuff set aside and ready. Now, I think I'm talking about this a little bit, but but two uh, things I've been exploring. This is not an answer for everything, for everybody at all times, but um. I've got two little suggestions, I think. Can I proceed? Yes, please. One is, I, I'm hesitant to recommend a specific one of these because they all have their trade-offs. But I would suggest people out there consider looking into um, a cable or cables that can be adapted to different devices via dongles that are like right on the cable. So one that I've gotten that I arrived at really liking... Belkin, thanks for nothing. I really like this one from Belkin, and I've been stocking up on these Belkin ones. So the Belkin one is a USB-A, admittedly, mm-hmm. on this end. You get a cable. It's like, that's only like a three or four foot cable, but you get a cable. And then at the end of that is a USB mini. 
But attached to that cable via a little rubber uh, dingus boys um, is a USB mini to lightning and a USB mini to USB-C. Like little hmm. caps, almost like a pen right. cap that's attached via a little. And so you pop that onto that USB mini and now that cable can be three kinds of cable. So that's cool. And I really like that one. Because it's not an octopus. It's not three or six different cables. It's really simple. So now at that point, all I need is a known high wattage uh, charge dingus. Mm-hmm. And I do recommend getting a high wattage one because, boy, it makes a difference. Don't don't use those little five watt ones you got sitting around from years ago. Those, those suck. Those are garbage. And I told you, like years ago, I started putting stickers on mine. The five watt ones get a wasp and the um, whatever they are, 15 watt, the big ones get a hulk. So I can instantly identify which ones are the high wattage. And well, low where are you wattage. getting the stickers? Oh, DK, DK sticker books. Go look for DK Marvel stickers. All right. We have about six inches of those books. Really? Um, so here's the thing. Well, A, A, <laughs> Belkin has discontinued or practically discontinued that cable. Because now all of a sudden it's currently unavailable, quote unquote, at places I try to buy it which sucks. Now, this gets complicated at this point because I do not have a specific, what, I, what I've been buying instead, which I think I've mentioned to you before, and I'm going to repeat here, um, is a kind of cable that I don't have a specific recommendation because they're all kind of cheapy overseas cables, but you can get this cable, and I'll put this one in notes again in case you're interested. I do not, I'm not here to stand for this cable and the generic company that makes it. It may not work for you at all. It may just break and go into a shower of flames. But boy, this is pretty great. It's USB-A to a braided cable. I'm putting some notes right now. USB-A to a braided cable that ends, that then splits into four cables that are also braided. You with me so far? Yes. So you plug this into to a capable charger, USB-A. You get two lightning cables, a USB-C and a USB mini. Now, you're moving past what you could do with that Belkin. Because when you right. have this on a capable charger, you can now charge four devices. Simultaneously? So these are great, or, these are great for traveling. You bring two of these with you, or similar, and you're going to be in pretty good shape. Making sense so far? Yeah. I, my question is, um, mm-hmm. can it charge multiple things at once, or just one device at a time? If it's a capable charger. I and see. I'm about to tell you the capable charger. Okay, okay. So, no, no, if you plug this into a Wasp, if you plug the USB-A into a 5-watt Apple ding-dong charger, it's not going to do anything. No. Um, and if you have an iPad Pro uh, and you want to nerd out with me, you're going to want to, like, really check that this stuff works. I am able to charge an iPad Pro with this, the big boy. It works fine uh, with a capable charger. And that's the thing. So like when we travel, travel, and we're away for a while, yeah, I've got this great anchor device. This is not, not my recommendation, but it's also a recommendation. It's an anchor device. It's basically three USB somethings and a USB-C, which is great. And then I bring a bunch of cables and that's great because we're going to be somewhere. We're going to be set up for a while. We're doing the stuff. You know what I mean? You're set up at the hotel. I've taken out the red ox, you know, bastic for putting our stuff in we're Mm -hmm. fully unpacked but i don't always want all of that and i don't always want all of this at home in the public areas and it's it's just you don't want a a million like depending on how your plugs are and your outlets you don't want a bunch of ugly stuff sticking out so anyway i'm going to tell you what i have discovered 
this is by no means unique, but boy, is it good. I'm clicking, I'm going to orders. This is, again, made by Anchor. And this is the, this is such a good piece of hardware. The USB-C charger anchor 60 watt PIQ 3.0 and GAN tech dual port charger power port Atom 3.2 ports travel charger with a 45 watt USB-C port for USB-C laptops, MacBook, iPad Pro, iPhone, Galaxy Pixel, and more. Is what mm, that is. Okay. So you plug it into the wall. You can charge a MacBook with this. Oh, um, it's because it's got it's got a, a USB A and a USB C. The USB C is forty five watts. That's a lot of power. That's a lot so of power. I, if you want an easy setup that's not surpassingly ugly, you get one of these plus one of those Hydra four headed cables. You plug, you plug, I, I would say personally, plug a USB-C to USB-C into that top cable, or that top port. So you're, you're pulling 45 watts. That's going to power up an iPad Pro real fast, or a, an iPhone capable of fast charging. The other one, you know, you can probably get by with the, with the, uh, with the uh, USB-A. But you can experiment with this. I'm saying it's an exciting time for charging. I bought one of these for work and one of these for home. And it's greatly reduced the amount of extraneous cables and plugs that I have. Sounds and awesome. I think it's a good middle of the road travel solution. If you're traveling solo, this plus a couple of cables is pro- might be all you need. And you could even potentially, can you believe that you, you can power your MacBook with this? No, it's awesome. That. It's so cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you though. Yeah. It sucks that we have so many different cables and I wonder if we'll ever like, it feels more and more like we're we're reaching Brazil in the mo- the movie, not the country. In mm-hmm. that, there's just cables everywhere, 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 oh, and that's yeah. you know the pro- the promise of the key charging ubiquitously, where you can just you know every, any any surface just charges whatever's sitting on top of it, kind of thing. And I don't know if we'll ever get to that. How long will we have cables and will we ever standardize and why aren't we standardizing? Of course, I know the ins and outs of legalities around, well, you know, until you have to license this technology to use this cable and this, this can't just be a cable. It has to have a chip inside of it. And that makes it cables prohibitively expensive. And I get all of that. But as a consumer, I just want one cable that just works for everything. And, you know, like when you think about it, everything that we have in this country, and it's as true for most countries it just plugs right into the wall universally. Right. So why don't, why don't we have the other end of it working the same way if we had it? And the the other thing is for a long time, we got pretty close with just computers themselves having a standardized computer plug. You could just grab a cable. Yeah. 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 And do you just plug that in? We had like one interface that worked for a long time and then, then there were a million of them. And I don't know. I, I, I think it's, it's would be wonderful to have just one interface, even if that meant a couple of compromises here and there to just know that mm-hmm. there's one cable that's going to plug in everything from my Apple TV to charging my phone to my MacBook Pro. And I don't know if USB-C is it, but I, I don't care what it is. Make it mm-hmm. USB-C, just pick, just, one. just pick, pick one. one. Yeah, yeah, pick one. I think it's kind of the John Roderick approach is like, look, I know you got me over a barrel and I'm going to have to buy your cables. Um or knockoffs of your cables that don't work. Um, but just tell me, just tell me and stick with it for a while. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you know the answer to that, you know, which is obviously there's a million reasons why that is, um, you know, uh, including stuff like you say, like uh, it could be competition, it could be legacy stuff. It is funny how like hotel rooms always, they, they try so hard, somebody's trying hard, but you're, they're always like two to five years behind. So like for the longest time, you'd get those iHome radios with a 30 pin. Well, first of all, I don't plug my stuff into anything. I do not have a promiscuous phone title. I'm not just going to plug anything. I mean, I feel weird doing CarPlay in a rental car because I don't love plugging my device into any unknown yes. device. It's just it's just weird to me. Like uh, that just feels that feels like an attack vector. We're not going to figure out for years uh, in some cases, and it really feels like an attack vector to me. Um, but no, I I I, I agree with you. Um, I think we can probably guess, speculate, opine about why that's the way it is. But what 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 I do know is that. Even something like USB-C, um, my friend Alex Cox could talk about this for quite a while. USB-C is not always USB-C. There's so, it means so many different things. It's, it's like a comedy bit. It's like an Ernie Kovacs bit. How many different variations there are in what the thing that we call USB-C can and cannot do. So there's, that's not even really a, sta- I mean, it's a standard, but it's not a capital S standard where mm-hmm. like, you could just rely on it. And I think that leads to a lot of frustration and confusion, unnecessary purchases, um, and just stress, stress and agita of not knowing if you're going to have the stuff that you need. Like in my case, I try to really thoroughly think through every combination I can think of plus one, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, For example, I've learned, as a man who takes pills in life, I've learned there is no sense in packing exactly enough pills for a trip. Why not you pack, pack more pills pack than you more, need? Right, you have to pack more. Yeah. Like, don't don't get like exactly the number of ibuprofen you imagine you'll need, or oh God, Imodium. It doesn't cost you anything to bring more. Right? Don't be dumb. You've Life got is, them. This is not they're a in, rally. They're you in don't the get bottle. extra points. You don't get extra points for bringing back six empty glassine bags. There's nothing. There's no benefit to that. So I try to think about every combination I can think of, plus a little redundancy. Like I should. Uh, lightning cables are important enough that I should plan that one of them will fail. Lightning cables for me, I don't know I don't know what device in my house is causing this, but, and other people have seen this. I talked about this a few years ago. I think it's pretty well established at this point that something happens with corrosion involving one of the lightning pins. So like that, I think third from the left pin on lightning looks like it's got crayon on it. And I'll just get that. Like over a period of even like a couple, three weeks, suddenly that is corroded. And guess what? It didn't charge last night. No, now we're going out for the day and we don't have a charge on the dingus. Well, I brought extra lightning cables and I brought that really cool anchor battery charger as well, which is, you know, the best. Um, so I don't know. It's frustrating. But like what that means is that whoever is the IT dingus in your house, I happen to be the one in mine, needs to like be thinking through this stuff. And then, of course, getting sign off from the other stakeholders in your <laughs> your other stakeholders at home and office to make sure it's a solution that's, you know, aesthetic and sustainable. So, mm-hmm. you know, my kid has her own charge area in her room. My wife and I have a charge area that my kid also uses in the kitchen. You got like a little bamboo organizer battery thing for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Not a battery thing. What do you call it? But it's got like, you know, it's one of those bamboo things with like ports so it can like not be too ugly. Right. But it needs to accommodate all these different kinds of devices. Did you think that through? And then there's an extra stray lightning in the hallway because somebody's always going to want to plug in there. Plus, I have a a phone and watch charger by my bed. I've got another Mophie charger at my standing desk at home. And it's like, you know, it's quite quite a panoply. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the railroads and the 110 electric system are two examples that are hard to overlook. Like, I, I don't know. I'm sort of past that point in life where I pine for the past because the, the past was always stupid. But those are a couple that do come to mind. The railroads would not have gotten to be the railroads if there were different tracks in every town. And exactly. Would, yeah. I mean, you, you needed to, for entirely mercantile capitalist reasons, we needed to have these rails need to be exactly, everything about these needs to be identical everywhere or there's going to be catastrophic problems. So let's do that. And they did that. That's, if you think about that, that's pretty incredible. Because you, you think about almost pretty much every innovation has had, whether you've got you know, Tesla versus Edison or whoever, there's so much competition to be the one who decides what the standard is. Also, Thomas Edison with stuff like um, sound recordings. I mean, he's, he's just like a big cautionary tale, that man. Woof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. But um, I don't know why I'm talking this long about a battery charger and a cable. Except that it is, if you want this to be reliable... Um, and something you can just count on, uh, it takes some work. Uh, it takes some planning and it takes some, unfortunately, it takes some buying. I can't even imagine the idea of like needing a char- the, the charger they give you in a hotel room. Can you imagine showing up at a hotel room and you're like, oh yeah, of course I didn't bring a cable to charge. Oh, just stick it into like this clock radio. Yeah, they still can you they have those. Been? Can you, every, can you even well, imagine where that radio has been? You know, I like the idea of having uh, a way to charge it and not having to think about it. Like more and more I'm seeing in hotels, they'll have an HDMI port or ports set up kind of in the front of the desk or on the side of the the stand where the TV is on the, the dresser or bureau or whatever you'd call it so that you mm-hmm. can, you know, because they oh, know. Yeah, we're bringing... sometimes there'll be that little like flight of ports that you yeah. can use for stuff. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And, and yeah. usually they'll have some USB ports in there and they'll have HDMI ports in there for the TV. And, and so you, if you have your own, brought your own device, you can plug your Apple TV or your Chromecast or your, even your computer. I actually have a nice USB-C to uh, HDMI cable. Yep. Which too. I have a separate, I have a separate bag for if we think we'll be able to watch TV. Sometime. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. how nice is that, that you can just chuck yeah. the thing down and watch, but it, it's so silly because in five years, those things are going to look incredibly outdated. They're going to be like, well, what's this crap? It's yeah, immediately well, going to date yeah, the, like, the hotel. Like, what are you going to do? You, you're going to call ahead. I remember in the <laughs> mid 2000s going to places and, and trying to do my quote unquote work. And like, I would have to like go into the office behind the kitchen at the hotel right. to plug in an ethernet cable, like, like, like a monster. But here's, here's two hotel, um, um, anecdotes. So when we were, when my, the whole family, the three of us were out of town a few weeks ago, we were in this hotel room with, you know, this uh, pretty terrible TV with motion smoothing on, but it was an LG that could do lots of stuff. And of course, I, I'm going to check this out. It's got tons of ports. It's relatively new. It's configured very poorly, but guess what? They gave us the kind of remote that you would buy in a checkout line at Eckerd's. So there's not even a menu functionality on it. There's not a sleep timer even. So all that functionality you can't get at because they gave us this crappy remote. So what do I do? I go on the app store. I start down, start downloading LG because I have an LG at home. And I know that you can have, there's all kinds of apps you can buy on the app store for controlling your LG, but they have to be on the same Wi-Fi network. So like we had brought along a Samsung SSD with a bunch of movies on it and an, you know, um, 
an USB. So, you know, you just plug that into pretty much any TV you run into anywhere. And, it, you know, I've got it. I've got it. Um, what have I formatted it at? Whatever that monkey ass Windows format is that works everywhere. Um, but anyway, yeah. So a bunch of movies. That's great. Oh, here's the problem. There's no way to change the input port. So we can't do that. There's no way to do any of that junk. You can't, you can't turn off motion smoothing because there's no menu, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, uh, my ladies went out of town for a sleepover with one of my daughter's friends. Hotel they were at, you could sign into Netflix. Why is that not everywhere, Dan? Should be everywhere. I mean, okay, it's sort of like, so, so I, we had a, actually a, a somewhat, we had a fun family time, but a somewhat crappy hotel experience at that mm. one we went to mm-hmm. with the family. And it was like, you know, we were like, oh, you know, can we get uh, can we get a refrigerator? They're like, no, but you've got a, a mini fridge. And I'm like, no, it's not a mini fridge. That's like a mini bar with two Coronas in it. Can we <laughs> rent a refrigerator for the room? And they're like, no, we can't do that. I'm like, okay, great. So like, it's the worst of both worlds. They're like, oh yeah, you could probably put a couple things in there. Like, you know, if you want to put in a Snickers bar or something like that. But like, no, I want to put in a case of seltzer. Like, why don't you accommodate that? You have this crappy TV with this crappy remote. There's just, this, it's just such a garbage experience. And then other places you go and you feel like a weirdo. Because like, what do you do? You're going to call ahead and say, um, excuse me, in the room that I'm in, will there be HDMI ports in the TV? Sorry, I have, I have no way of knowing there's a lot of people here. Well, could you let me know if there's going to be HDMI ports? Oh, sorry, I checked. Yes, yes, there are HDMI ports. Okay, okay. Um, could you please send me a photograph of the remote? Or a video of the remote in operation so I can see the functionality that I will need. Do I need to bring RCA cables? <laughs> or will you accommodate a, a, a USB formatted SSD? Or it's, You're the biggest weirdo in the world. Yeah. Man, you know what? You know what? At the very least, just let us sign into stuff. Just let us sign into stuff. Yeah, if they if they have that set up where it's easy to go and sign in, I've actually stayed at one where you when you signed in, you could sign into all of your different services. And then there was a feature that when you were essentially done and you were checking out, it would, it would blow everything away and sign everything out. And of course I didn't believe it. So I did it and then I tested it and it it worked. And that that to me. Yeah, that is a little weird to put your password in, but like, it seems like there should be ways, like when you set up a new Apple TV, all the decent programs send you to a URL to just enter a code Mm -hmm. where you're not, you know, you're not getting access to Gmail or something like that, you know? Right, right, right. So that worked, huh? That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Everywhere should have that. Yeah, and sometimes you can't find the TV lineup. I mean, for me, a big part of traveling is getting to watch TV. You know, yeah, everybody you you normally the lineup. Is to. Bob's Burgers going to be on at seven again? Like, I don't know. Is it going to be a monk marathon? I don't know. How do I find oh, out? You know, before I forget, I had a question for you and I was curious. I don't, I can't remember if I heard about this from you or if I heard about this somewhere else, but mm. have you done anything or talked to me about Hulu live, Hulu live TV? Uh, yeah, I'm, I've got the whole thing. Okay. Um, because as you, as you know, I know you're really tuned into this. It's football mm-hmm. season starting and oh, right, 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 right. I don't want to get cable TV so that I can get, uh, access to ESPN because ESPN and ESPN two have a lot of the games that we like to watch. And so uh, over the last few years, I've tried different things during football season, struggling to, um, you know, I've got a wonderful, wonderful antenna that we've talked about that gets Come all on, the, are you talking about Plex, Plex or Hulu? Hulu. Okay. Um, so I found, I found this thing called Hulu live plus it's like Hulu plus live TV. Yep. And this is 44 99 a month. 
and you get a week free trial, but you get all, most, I think all of the major networks, whether it's ABC, yeah, I'm looking here at the lineup, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, like all the, all the big ones, but you also get ESPN, hmm. ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU, College Extra. You get, AB, you get ABC. It lists ABC on here. Hmm, cool. Okay. Wow. That's um, pretty good. And, uh, but it also has, you know, like, like TLC, I think it might have food and Bra- maybe Bravo. I don't, yeah, it has Bravo mm-hmm. cartoon network, all the stuff that you would normally get with cable without like the premium channels, like HBO showtime, that kind of stuff. Although mm-hmm. I, so you you're may basically or, getting a court court cutter version of basic cable. That's right. For, mm-hmm. uh, for about a th- half, I would say of what it costs me to get it here and you also get the ability to you, it, that includes that price includes the regular Hulu stuff mm-hmm. and it also um has some kind of like DVR ability yeah 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 okay so I've got I, the like whatever the maxed out approximately 80 bucks a month packages which is DVR uh everything but pretty much Fox no commercials unless it's live if it's live you still get commercials but anything right. that's like DVR'd um, except for mostly Fox properties you get with no commercials. For some for some reason, episodes of The Simpsons from like 1993 have commercials. And they're, they're garbage. <laughs> they're just those garbage <laughs> run of network commercials. Right. Yeah. No, I'd be pretty satisfied. I hate the app, love the service. But have you checked into stuff like Blackouts? No, no, I haven't. I have not. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, you know, even with like when we bought the NBA stuff, there'd still be the occasional blackout with that. Right. I mean, if there was a blackout... Uh, it would be because I'm guessing the game would be on in my region on, on so I could, I'm assuming I, I could I find switch it to all so antenna. I, well, I mean, it's Hulu is one of those apps where like, let, okay, great example. Yesterday, um, my kid came home, um, they were, they'd gone swimming and I was like, you're not going to believe this. You're going to be so excited. The Steven universe movie just came out. Mm-hmm. And while I was still back at work, I logged into Hulu on my Mac and logged in, you know, said, hey, it's me, and added it to my watch list. It was playing at the time. So my kid gets home. We turn it on. We open up Hulu on the Apple TV. We go into the app. We go into my area where I knew it should be. Nowhere to be found in there. But if we go into a search on Steven Universe, the movie, it shows up in a search, but not in that stuff. I don't know why. I mean, sure, somebody could explain to me why, but... I did the thing you do to watch TV now, which is say, here's a thing I want. And then you watch it later. Didn't work. And, you know, and I mostly understand these things kind of sometimes. So that's the kind of thing I run into where like, I just feel like in this world of apps or the thing for TV, there's just so much wackadoo stuff where you have to make sure you, you like walk backwards through the right door with the right label on it in order to get this thing. And blackouts are just another wrinkle in that that can be really frustrating. Where it's hard to know it's going to be blacked out because you want to. What I'm what I'm trying to get at here is you want the game and you want to watch it while it's on. Yes, I yeah, don't watch without it without a TiVo. Without Ian, you don't have a TiVo. No. Do you have a set top box from your cable provider? No, I have no cable whatsoever except for internet. I mean, it sounds like it's sure worth a try. Um, I. I think it's, everybody says that's the last frontier for cord cutting is people who are actually legit super into sports getting what they want mm-hmm. um, with cord cutting. Um, you know, I, I know yeah, that I don't know. YouTube also has some kind of NFL games that they play, but I don't know if mm-hmm. they're like, if they're live or if they're just 
like full games. Well, I mean, if you get a trial places. and you start the trial before you know there's some games you'd like to see, I would say that's a good time to do it. Yeah, that's but, was you know, my plan. All I would say is, you know, caveat emptor, because I've, I've tried them all. Like I had PlayStation View, which people say has gotten better. I tried um, YouTube TV, which people say has gotten better. Um, Hulu is great. Um, one thing to know, Hulu will totally not run with a VPN, which may not matter, but if you have a VPN, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it detects it and balks at it. Well, you know, the, that's part of the fun of, with Netflix, you can usually, it used to be, you could get away with that. Um, but that's, that's my proviso. I mean, I love the Hulu service, hate the Hulu app, but I like the Hulu service for what I've been trained by the Hulu uh, service <laughs> to use it for. Right. So like, it's the kind of thing it's like Siri or like any of these things where like, eventually you find you, you're the one who's been trained where your expectations have been um, appropriately set by things. So going in cold as a sports fan, I'd be, I I wish you would try it and report back to us. I will try it. And uh, like one of the things that I know is that, or at least this used to be true and it could have changed, but Thursday night games were uh, only on uh, streamed on Amazon Prime. So like that was the only way that you could get those and you would need your Amazon Prime membership to it, but you can't get the Sunday stuff. So, so I will. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like, it's know. like you, you, you stop being a, a fan of a team and you have to become a fan of a certain kind of result of a contract negotiation from two years ago. <laughs> I know. It's I know. so odd. I mean, it's why, why do they have to make it so hard to enjoy things? I guess because there's big bucks, right? I mean, yeah. That's the explanation, right? There's a lot that of is. money involved with. But like then you'll see like, oh, it's streaming live on Twitter right now. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Who who stopped what they're doing to go watch something on Twitter? Like, I get that if it's like a democratic debate or something like that, but like you'll see, like, I'll see at the top of the screen, it'll be like this f- less and such college football game is streaming on Twitter. And it's like mm. uh, like what I just do you want, what I'm saying here, Dan. I do. Like, who, no, I do. Who who, who is like, who that loves sports? Not that who loves Twitter. Who that loves sports is like, oh, come on, let's go watch the football game on Twitter. Nobody. Nobody like, wants who that. who is that for? No one. It's so weird. I don't no understand. one. Will you do this and report back, please? I will, yeah, because uh, this is the first week of the NFL that I care about, so I'll be beginning this weekend, and I'll so let you So what you're saying know. is you're, you are ready for some football. <laughs> I'm not going to correct? respond. Yeah, I'm not going to respond to. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep soon. Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.